Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Ronnie. So I'm so excited that it's finally turning into spring. Me too. I... I, I know you live in a colder place than I do, and I'm in southern Utah, which is not as cold as northern Utah, but even still, it's colder here than it was in California, where I came from. Oh, and the cold is fine, but oh, I love spring. I love sun, so I'm very excited. Um, one of the main things that I'm excited about is that I really love gardening and planting, so as soon as we start seeing a little bit of sunshine and it starts getting a little bit warm, my brain switches into garden time. What can I plant? So I'm always thinking, <laughs> thinking about that. Do you, Brittany, do you garden? I don't have the yard to garden. I and, okay. and I would love to, but yeah, I live in an apartment, so I wouldn't have, I thought about having like a little herb garden. I do grow, um, I think there's shiitake mushrooms, which isn't a garden, oh, but I have okay. a little like <laughs> yeah, a home kit. Uh, do you, if you had a larger yard or more Absolutely, competitive would, space? Yeah. 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 So thinking about garden, it got me thinking a lot about gardens in our community or how different people can grow gardens. For example, Brittany, if you don't have a patio or a yard or really a place to grow garden, it's a little bit harder. You might not, you know, you, you might have to try to find a community garden or something. Yep. Um, some people do have large yards or even small yards, but they have room to put in a, a garden bed or two or some container planting Um but all in all, gardening is a pretty popular thing, and home gardening has has always been pretty common, right? Because even before there was a big push to garden at home or became seen as this pastime, uh, everyone had you know vegetable gardens in the backyard because that's how they grew food for themselves. So, although I would say one of the things we're going to talk about is this thing called victory gardens, but I would say that victory gardens was maybe one of the things that brought back home gardening. But uh, before I go off into that, Brittany, do you, are you familiar with, with Victory Gardens? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so do you want to tell oh, yeah, me about that? Yeah. So Victory, <laughs> my understanding, and maybe, maybe I don't. So they were called um, war gardens, I think sometimes because. Yeah, they could uh, also be called that. Uh, because during wartime, especially World War II, but also World War One, there was a lot of supplies and, and food that were being used for the war efforts. And so um, it wasn't as easily available. And when it was, obviously, they wanted to send it to, to all the, the, the army and the military. So groceries were rationed. Ration means like you weren't you could only have a certain amount. So like families and households could only get a certain amount of food. Um, so, yeah, in order to keep up the food supply, the government encouraged people to plant their own backyard and community gardens. In fact, there's a lot of I love um, I don't love propaganda as an idea, but I love looking at old propaganda. And there's a lot of um, mm. like. It would say things like, help us win the war by planting a victory garden. <laughs> so it made people, that's why it was called a victory garden, because yeah. they were saying, you know, the only way for us to win this war and beat the bad guys is if you build the garden, do your part, you know? So, war propaganda from that time was really fascinating. <laughs> they could never be d- done that way now, I feel like. It would have, uh, the way it was like, do your part. I don't know. You know what? I'm just kidding. Now that I'm thinking about the whole vaccination campaign, (laughs) I take that back. People still fall for that. Okay. Stay home, save lives. No, that's, that's the funny thing. It's propaganda. No matter how old it is, it still works. It's terrifying. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so, so it was, um, but this wasn't, I believe it wasn't forced, right? It was just encouraging. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's kind of the thing. So I, when I look back and I think on victory gardens, I, 
there's a little part of me that feels fondness for the idea of Victory Gardens, but that could be because I like gardening. But because Victory Gardens or War Gardens, they were encouraged. They weren't forced. It was, yes, um, you know, yes, you could say the propaganda of eh, grow a garden, but it was, but obviously even back then, not everyone had the ability to grow a garden. People still lived in apartments or yep. small houses without yards. Mm-hmm. But still it was encouraged Hey, here's something you can do. And it wasn't just to grow food. It was also for morale. It was, Hey, here's something positive and productive that you guys can be doing at home instead of just being upset and stressed on the war efforts. So Victory Gardens were this overall great idea, and they really got people gardening again, and it was very community building. Um, and I know I'm here I'm talking about something that I think was good, which is the Victory Gardens, and that was a government program, and a lot of the times <laughs> governments <laughs> don't usually have our best interests at heart, and they're not always, you know, um, doing the best thing when they're encouraging us to do stuff. But in this case, I think it was great because they were encouraging people to provide for themselves. So Victory Gardens was great. It was an encouragement. It was not an enforcement. So this is a great idea. There was, of course, a huge difference in telling people that they should do this or that they, if they have a plot of land that they should garden and that they should have to share their food with other people. That's a huge difference. And that's what uh, I want to make sure that you know, we're careful on. It's a fine line. So, uh, Brittany, you're a big book fan. Yes. Right. So I know we've talked about our favorite books a few other times. And it's funny because every time you ask me about my favorite books, I always freeze and I blank and I can't remember any books that I've ever liked. (laughs) (laughs) But there are books that I have liked. And there's this one book that I listened to an audiobook a couple years ago called A Night Divided. And it's by Jennifer Nielsen. I've actually recommended this author, Jennifer Nielsen, before on this podcast. Was she the fire words? Yes, she wrote Words on Fire, which we talked about just in the last episode or two. So, but this book is called A Night Divided. And it is about a family that was divided. They were in Berlin when it split into East and West Berlin. And a wall went up pretty much overnight. And uh, half the family was trapped on the other side because they'd just gone to visit some relatives. And the other family was trapped over in East Berlin. Anyways, in this book, uh, and it's a historical fiction, so it's based on true events, but one of the things that it talks about in this book is this idea that uh, in East Berlin, which is where the main character is, if you wanted to have a garden, you had to get a permit from the government to have a garden, and then you had to give a certain percentage of your produce to the government. So I think that was really interesting that in order to have a garden, you had to register it. You could not provide for yourself. And like a victory garden, which you're providing for yourself over in East Berlin, you had to provide your labor to the government. So the back of back of my, in the back of my mind with those two things, both victory gardens and having read this book, A Night Divided, uh, I recently heard about this thing called the People's Garden Initiative, which is a program put on by USDA. And Let's see, what is of, U.S.? Can you tell our listeners what the U.S. Oh, yes. is? It stands for the United States Department of Agriculture. So food, so, like stuff, like crops, meat, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's less about the health of food. It's more about um, growing practices. So that's kind of the difference. It's not really, oh, this is healthy. You need to eat this. It's not nutrition. It's more just... Um, 
uh, like good practices in farming and agriculture. Anyways, so there's a program called the People's Garden Initiative being put on by the USDA. And at first, it seems kind of like it's a nice community effort in order to get more people doing community gardens. But what's interesting is that they're not just encouraging you to plant gardens like they did with Victory Gardens, but they're asking people to register their gardens. Now, I want to stress this is just optional right now. It's not saying you have to. Everyone who has a garden must register their garden. But it was an interesting, I don't know, idea, right? Um, mm-hmm. Maybe maybe after COVID, I'm far more paranoid about <laughs> the world in general. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's a little bit weird to be registering your garden because having a map of all the gardens that are out there, knowing who's providing food, um, I don't know, it's just kind of more regulation to me. And why do they want it is is an interesting question. So there is, you know, reading online, there's a lot of people who are kind of worried about this. And in a way, I don't blame them because I think a previous Ronnie would have been like, oh, this sounds fun. I'm going to sign up for this. And then I can be put on a map and people can know that I'm growing food here and then I can feel Mm -hmm. good about myself somehow. Um, But I think that any time that you have the government trying to interfere or over-interfere, uh, over-involve themselves with our ability to take care of ourselves. It's, it gets a little worrisome. And I just wish maybe that instead of the People's Garden Initiative, maybe we just did call it, you know, Encouraging Victory Gardens or something. <laughs> but I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting, an interesting topic and something to watch out for as we move into the future and who knows what will continue to happen with food supplies. And I encourage people to have a garden if they can and be able to provide for themselves if they need to. Um, But just, you know, be careful too. I think that's an interesting point because we've seen supply chain issues. We've seen like things like eggs, you know, or or because of the hen crisis and a bunch of other stuff. We talked about this a few episodes ago that sometimes we do have problems getting food, even in our modern world. So I, I think it's really important you know, that, that we can learn to be self-sustaining as they say, but Mm -hmm. we will wrap it up there as always. Thanks guys for listening and don't forget to like and subscribe and we will talk to you soon. All right. See you soon. You've been listening to the way the world works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.